0: What's up, podcast listeners? It's Andy. It's Drew. It's producer Robin. We are back with another episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Podcast, welcome, folks. We, uh, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We are a podcast about all things Castleberry, Florida, and uh, it's May 2023 as of this recording. And Andy and I and Robin just love our community, and really, this is a great time of year. I love May. It's it's kind is of it because it's my birthday. Good drop there, very <laughs> good. I mean, it's fence. not until the 27th, but I'm sure that's what you were thinking of. It, it absolutely was, no doubt. That's the top hundred reasons. I I love May. It's somewhere in there. It? <laughs> Top 100. <laughs> but You're don't. number
1: 99, though. Not I'm one. Number
0: <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's, it's graduation season. The summer's right around the corner. There's, you know, opportunities to, to get together and socialize. Frankly, for the, the the calendar of the ministry and business that we're in, things kind of slow down a little bit. Me too. Kind of a, a, I was a, talking to a, a someone, a someone just reset, about but... that the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for a slowdown. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I felt like uh, in honor of kind of graduation, we we don't have anybody on this podcast graduating or any, any love. No, Robin and I graduated high school several several years ago, don't we, Robin?
1: Just a few. What kind
0: of question is that? I love how you're, you're trying to loop in Robin like she's like exactly your age. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, she is like, Robin, right? We're
0: both, we're both 36.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, there you go. Something like
1: delusion. Yeah. <laughs> this is brought to you by delusion. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Delilah. I did, whenever it was, even if it was just a year or a two ago, do you have any graduation memories that, that come to mind? Any, any quick quick funny stories or anecdotes from your graduations? Andy, did I, mean, I feel like did you walk the opposite way? Yeah, so, you, were, you were across the pond? You <laughs> <could run to laughs>
2: left?
0: Yes, we walked backwards. No, actually, when <laughs> I was growing up in England, high school graduation
3: was not thing. Oh. So really... Did you get your diploma on like a, like a stone tablet? Well, it was a little <laughs> bit different because you didn't get like one diploma. You got like several certificates for, oh. for classes and courses you did. And okay. so the last day of school, the bell would go Everybody would kind of cheer, probably set off the fire alarm, some things like that, just walk out. And then a few weeks later, you went to see if you'd passed your exams and all the, the results were posted on a board. And then they just mailed you your certificates. So I kind of never had a graduation huh, high school. Yeah. So That's interesting. I mean, I probably wasn't worthy of it, but it, it was interesting. Um, my daughter graduated last year. and I love all the pomp and the circumstance and celebration. I think it's appropriate that we
0: celebrate because it's not, not easy and there's a lot of work that, that goes into it. And yeah. What about you? Yeah, and I think it's a culmination for, for parents, too, of, like, seeing their, you know, the, the one they raised and being able to, to celebrate a, a real achievement. I thought celebrating was like, you're no longer my responsibility.
3: Well, that's kind of what I was saying. But now. this last year has taught me it's not that at all.
0: <laughs> she's still very much in the nest and still around. Yeah. yeah. We are very proud of you, Bethany. I know you listen to this occasionally. She
3: does. Every every two years, she'll try and make an episode if she's in the car with me and it's playing.
1: So. <laughs> that counts.
0: Robin, I'd love to hear any. My only story, just was one of the i was our student government president so i had, i got a small role in graduation Ooh, can we call you mr president yeah, you, you cannot but <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's that was a, a title yeah i held for for one year and i think if anything what it taught me was that i put a lot of pressure on myself and in the moment you know rightfully so as a 17 18 year old thought this is a really big deal, and mm-hmm. I, you know I want to do great, and all these eyes are going to look at me. Looking back, I'm like, but I, it whatever.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, you know you couldn't you couldn't be doing what you do now, and maybe you wouldn't be the big deal you are now if you hadn't you know leaned into that position. Yeah. It's so funny that how those childhood experiences really shape us into the adults who become. There is a direct track, I think, sometimes
0: between that. Definitely, yeah, they do. Robin any quick graduation anecdotes? Uh,
1: so my senior year was two thousand four, two thousand five, and the beginning of the year is when the three hurricanes um, hit not, us you're back.
3: not you're not 36 are you yes i am she's close yeah she is yeah are you
1: real? i actually am 36 <laughs> oh i will turn a different age this year
3: <laughs> oh really, <laughs> really? I 26 i actually had you pegged a lot younger than that
1: oh thank you no i really am 36 i thought you just knew that <laughs> no i
3: just guessed i got lucky.
1: Oh, thank you anyway back to me so our motto <laughs> was i survived 2005 because like for <laughs> a month we didn't have school
3: what happened in 2005
1: 2004, the beginning of the school year, was when those three hurricanes hit us. The fall. Yeah. So, like, we'd have a week off because no one had power. Irma and and
4: Charlie. Charlie
1: Charlie was the first one. Francis. Francis. I think Jean Mm -hmm. something. It was a time. And then we actually couldn't even make up all the days. Like, they were just like, just graduate. I don't
0: care. That explains a lot, too. (laughs) (laughs) But. Or what I was gonna say, are uh, there Seminole County uh, Educator listeners here? They maybe we maybe we don't have a real high school graduate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> come, come get it. <laughs> yeah,
0: here she is, the smartest one in the room. Yes,
3: absolutely. All right, talking of dads. Andy, is it that time? <laughs> You've been waiting to say that for I have. So let's just say it is that time, and we'll get this
0: section over with. It's time for the dad joke of the week. Th- this Ooh. is why we do this, listener. It is about Castleberry. It is about informing, inspiring, encouraging, but it's really also about my love for cheesy jokes. As you know, Robin, I try to do themed-based jokes, at least my jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy just pulls up whatever Doug sends him, but I do some real research and put some <laughs> sweat equity in it. No, no, this. no. Robin, you give me a high- Time
3: about Doug, but Doug's a friend. I ask him; it's a good relational contact. You know, Drew Sauce Google. <laughs> it is Malone a lone wolf. So you okay. need to be mocking him more than you're mocking me.
1: No, because Drew takes the time to Google stuff.
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have some food-related jokes because our guest is gonna talk about uh, an upcoming ministry grocery store. So uh, food jokes is the theme for me, and I I always relish uh, a good food joke. That was a joke. It's. not <laughs> <laughs> okay, just <laughs> joke
1: number one.
3: <laughs> do you have a button for that on your fancy machine there, Robin? I do. Robin, what
0: did one blueberry say to the other blueberry?
1: What? If you weren't so
0: sweet, we wouldn't be caught up in this jam.
1: Ah! so
0: sweet okay all right number two number two i asked this ahead of time no one knew the answer so here it is live why do the french like to eat snails why do the french like to eat snails hey by the way andy as a as a brett what's your thoughts on france Oh. Yeah, your name. I, uh... Or, me, or just... <laughs> refute no comment. Oh, no comment. You said to our guest earlier,
3: this isn't a gotcha show. <laughs> I, I've been to France Not several times. I love I love France. Yes. I have many French friends. Nice. Have you
1: been to France?
3: I, I have.
1: You can speak French, can't you?
3: A little bit.
0: Bonjour. Oh! Uh, Merci. <laughs> uh, <de> français? No. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's our French segment of this, the best word? <laughs> All right. Why do French like to eat snails? <laughs> we are a bilingual podcast. <laughs> oh, they like to eat French. They, they like to eat snails because they don't like fast food.
1: Ah! Uh, oh, I'm too good. far away from my bed. Andy's
0: not impressed, but that. no, that's good. That's better <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. I got a French show too. Yeah,
1: go ahead.
3: Did you know it was a Frenchman who invented beach footwear originally? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Philippe Falope, <laughs> Robin. <laughs> Philippe Falope, like flip flop.
1: Nope. <laughs> okay.
3: You want a couple of jokes yeah, from let's me? Get, let's get a couple. Just because we gotta have some <laughs>, <laughs>, laughs. All right. Seriously, sad news. Uh, my daughter just got sacked from uh, her job as a dishwasher. Uh, she kept putting the plates and bowls in the wrong order. Uh, the boss told her that she was dyslexic. <laughs>
1: you I got well, it <laughs> well, probably when you say, even though I know you're talking about a fictional daughter, I just picture sweet Bethany as this dishwasher, and now you're insulting your daughter. Okay.
3: okay. Well, I mean, she, no, she's great. She, she's a winner. My son, my fictional <laughs> son, sometimes he doesn't make great decisions. In fact, he was an inventor, and he invented something. It was a beach footwear for people with one leg. Didn't work out. It was a flop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's
3: a foot flop
0: theme going on mm-hmm. All right. All right. One more, one more. All right. What do you call a bunny in a kilt? Hopscotch. Ah, the hop was in my head. Okay, very good. There you have it. The dad jokes. Do you just
3: want to pause for a minute, Drew, because I'm afraid that your talking is drowning out
0: Robin's laughter because I'm not hearing it. Yeah. We'll have to edit those laughs in afterwards. (laughs) Well, it's the, let's transition to some Castleberry in the news. There's uh, there's some exciting things going on. One thing that was exciting to the three of us that was a quality, uh, uplifting event was the annual Castleberry Chamber of Commerce kickball tournament held at Wurr's Park. Wurr's Park, by the way, just underrated park, in my opinion. Uh, I, every time I go, uh, there's not many people there. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I, I believe, the primary... Um, public swimming pool in, in the city of Castleberry. It has uh, some great fields, it's got a nice little bike path, walking trail, playground, etc. That was the, the site for our seventh annual kickball tournament that I had the fortunate privilege to host on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce, and we had eight teams participate from the community that raised just over $1,500 with monies going to Castlevale Elementary School, and uh, it was a very competitive tournament. Most of the teams competed well. Robin, do you see <laughs> the smile on Drew's face? Yeah. Robin and I were on the same team, Team yes. Church
1: mm-hmm. Together, mm-hmm.
3: and we were consistent. We... We were consistent. But once again, I find myself reviewing the event and realizing that Drew's team won when Drew was the umpire of an event that Drew organized.
1: Uh, you know, I feel Drew is a good, God-honoring man, but I smell <laughs> some shady. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes. isn't it odd? What you mean, Robin,
3: is, and congratulations to Willow Creek for
1: yes. one once again <laughs> once again
3: winning
0: the kickball tournament mm-hmm. that's right cuz
1: don't you find it odd that your daughter injured herself on their field he was umpiring I with
0: I know the
3: bases were loaded I think
1: like I don't want to say I
3: was just about to get a home mm-hmm. run which would have won us the game and then she fell right in front of Drew
1: some I of know. that is true yes
3: yeah I'm actually glad she's
2: okay
3: <laughs> that, was, yeah. Yeah, that was a nasty yeah. call but yeah uh, yes. so yeah no bitterness here about that
0: topic Drew <laughs> yeah
2: I, well and I
0: felt like it was important to highlight uh, just the the, the size work. of the trophy you won <laughs> <laughs> the good the good work of all who participated thank mm-hmm. you uh, Lynn Brecken Kelly Hinkle etc give them shout outs there also and everybody
3: to- else on the payroll of Willow Creek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year alright continue to
1: it was here. still fun and it was nice that everyone came out it was my first time playing kickball in a lot of years yeah, yeah. but you know
0: you were the star
3: Robin
1: I did and not hey, get hit we, in the face
3: we may have lost but we we didn't cheat
1: we didn't. And you guys,
0: you guys looked good. You had the matching cool. Mm-hmm. We always look good. High five, room. High
1: five. I do. Do you have like kickball like practice? Is that why you're also good? Because you just practice till next time. They really don't.
0: No, they, those, those guys just get together and no. It really is a miracle that. <laughs> ever, <yeah. laughs> oh man. Well, we we will have to uh, maybe have a little kickball reenactment video. You maybe would a, love a, that. We you. Video you? Video.
3: Yeah. No, but seriously, Drew, good job on yes. organizing that. And oh, huge congratulations to everybody who participated, and I love that the money that you raised goes to help local students in our local schools. That's huge. And we're just teasing about not losing because we may be a little bit better, but seriously, the fact that we could help so many kids, that's awesome.
0: Absolutely. Yep, for sure. And, uh, and Wurst Park will be actually over the next coming year so under some renovations. Uh, I know there's some, some work being done. I was already told in advance that the 2024 20, tournament's going to have to move elsewhere. One of those possible locations we may move next year's tournament is to Secret Lake Park. And Andy, I know you you are aware that they, they are having at Secret Lake Park kind of the, the grand reopening. Mm-hmm. There There's going to be a big event later this summer highlighting uh, the work done there uh, at the park. And I'm super excited. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm super excited, too. I mean, it really is a beautiful park.
3: Uh, A few years ago, a little bit of the history. We all as a community voted pretty overwhelmingly that we wanted to put some money into our parks. And so the city government has done that to the tune of a few million dollars in total. And Secret Lake Park was top of that punch list. And it's really, really come out well. And so we're going to have a ribbon-cutting. I know there's going to be some pizza provided for all the guests because I believe my church is going to sponsor that. Um, but it's really going to be a celebration. If you haven't been out, it's just gorgeous, surrounded by lakes, great walking trails, wonderful places for kids to play. Uh, and the home of the 2024 kickball tournament won by Willow Creek. Should we just call it now? <laughs>
1: Congratulations, Willow Creek on your win. Uh,
0: well, there you have it. There's some Castleberry in the news for you about lots of different things going on. We'll take a short break and be back with our guest.
2: Hello, this is Epizani Jr. with the Castleberry Chamber of Commerce. I'm one of the board members, and I'm also the owner of i 4 Web Services. So check us out if you would like. And this is your business tip in a minute. I wanna talk to you today about doing your research. This is so important. I kind of mentioned it in one of the previous ones, but I wanted to dive deeper. You wanna do your research upon your actual business, your competitors, who your target market is, where do they live, How much do they make as a household? Is it a single income household? Are they double income? Are they with kids, no kids? These are all things you wanna know about before you start on day one in your business. You wanna really do your research. You wanna know how you're more competitive than your competitor. You wanna know what makes you different. What's your added value that you're bringing to the community? What solution are you offering? Well, I did that one quick as well. It's been a minute and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our favorite part of the show
3: where we want to shine the spotlight and raise the volume on someone who is making a difference in our city. And our guest today is just starting to do that in a profound way. And we are thrilled to welcome today Ty Culbertson from St. Luke's Lutheran Church all the way in our neighboring city of Avito. But he has a strong Castleberry connection, and we're going to explore that in just a moment. Ty, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you so much, Andy. It's great to be a part of it.
3: You know, has anyone ever told you you sound like James Earl Jones?
4: I will take that in a heartbeat.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ty, a few icebreakers as we get started. are relatively new to Seminole County uh, the second time the last few years where is your favorite place to
4: eat? Well I am a bit of a foodie and so I, I really enjoy if I'm in Oviedo looking for a quick bite to eat for lunch uh, TJ's Seafood Shack is unbeatable very very fresh really well done everything's made to order and probably has the very best fried okra I have had anywhere on the planet
3: Really? I, whereabouts
4: Jordan. is that? It's uh, right off of uh, keep going on Mitchell Hammock past the Panera it's right right behind in, in It's Panam- in that, the LA mm-hmm. Fitness Plaza ver,
0: right before Oviedo uh, in the
4: park. Yep. Right. Yep. So you can oh, eat your so fried tasty.
3: food and then go to the fitness center. Well, yeah. <laughs>
4: you can. And, and, you know, In, in uh, previous weeks I would just indulge in whatever was the captain's admiral platter of just heaping mounds of, of delicious fried seafood, but now I, I have to go the, the blackened route or the grilled route. Yeah, Drew tells me that getting old is not good for your figure. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not recommended. But fish is good.
0: That, you yeah. know, fish yeah. is always a, it is. a good good. It Choice. Well, Tig, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, you sound like James Earl Jones. You look like Brad Pitt. Well, that's, uh, hey, this is a, I, will, I will take that also. And, we're sorry,
4: and, and ladies. There's no visual no, on this. No camera on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but right. uh, you've well, said it, so it must be true.
0: <laughs> well, that leads me right into my next question, then. If, if uh, your life were a movie, this is a fun icebreaker we like to ask our guests, what would the title of the, the movie be? And uh, who would portray you Ooh. in your life movie? You know, in before, as we were just... Is talking, I, I
4: jokingly said uh, Denzel would be definitely my my pick for who would play me. But it's ironic because actually Brad Pitt is is who I put down on my on wow. My notes. So yeah, so wow. we're gonna have to see if Andy knows Brad, and maybe we <laughs> yeah. can pull him in. That would be spectacular.
3: Now it must be hard for you to walk around the supermarket with you know people recognizing you. Oh no! All right, we talked about a movie. Let's talk about a book. If your life were a book, what would the chapter title be
4: for this season of life? I think redemption, I think, would be a good a good word that I would use. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Shawshank? Was like Shawshank. Yeah. Oh, no, that,
3: that was Morgan Freeman, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Another, <laughs> another stellar voice. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Redemption. I love that. Well, tell us a little bit about just your journey uh, in the Seminole County. Sure. So
4: being a part of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, uh, we as pastors uh, are eligible to receive a call anywhere in the country that is uh, a Lutheran Church part of the Missouri Synod. And so St. Luke's was a place that I had vicared, which is what we call our internship. And it's a one year uh, process that I was here from 99 to 2000 and then started serving churches uh, across the country. And the senior pastor at the time, uh, Wally Arp, uh, he was my vicarage supervisor and, and still the senior pastor at St. Luke's at that time. And he gave me a phone call and said, well, what do you think about coming back down to, to Oviedo? And I tell you what, it wasn't a very difficult decision making process for me. I've always loved the people of St. Luke. Luke's, they've always been a very special place to me. And Pastor Arp has always been a mentor type figure for me. And so to be able to come down and work alongside him, uh, we just recently transitioned. Um, he stepped down as senior pastor and I've taken over that position uh, just within the last couple of months. And it's, it's fantastic to have him still on staff and be, be the resource and the, and the mentor and have that relationship continue.
3: I love it. There's obviously um, a lot of kinship that the three of us share in ministry, and I think both Drew and I know the load of leading a church. But in the midst of that load, (laughs) you have also taken on another responsibility right here locally in Castleberry in what is called Goods and Grace. Tell us a little bit about Goods and
4: Grace. Well, Goods and Grace is a grocery store, but it's a very special kind of grocery store. It's one that caters specifically to a demographic that was named by the United Way as the ALICE population. And ALICE stands for Asset Limited, Income Constrained, Employed. And so it's people... Say that again slowly because yep. I think each of those words is pretty meaningful. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Asset Limited income-constrained employee. So people who are working multiple jobs, uh, maybe three or four jobs at, at one time, uh, they make just enough to barely make ends meet. But if something happens in life like we all know it always does, like you, your car needs new brakes, the water heater goes out or something like that, is completely catastrophic to somebody in the Alice population because now they have to make a decision between what bills do they pay mm. that month. And oftentimes when those decisions come around, it's the it's the food that is omitted because they know they can go to a food bank if they need to. And while some people may think, well, that's a a great solution. We should have more food banks. The problem with that is Alice has so much dignity because they do work for a living. Good, hardworking, honest people. They don't want to give away. They don't want a freebie. They don't want somebody just to say, here, come to the food bank and we'll provide for you your food. And that robs them of their dignity. And so the solution that we've partnered together with people from the Alice demographic and understanding, well, what would a solution be to that? And the response was... Uh, incredible and brilliant and insightful was we just want food that's sold at a price that we can afford that, well, we can do something about that. And so we set up our store in such a way that is completely volunteer run. I have an amazing man named Randy Duncan. He is our, he's our point person. He's our, he's our store manager. He's a retired military gentleman who he knows how to get stuff done. <laughs> and he has an amazing heart for this ministry. And, and so he's a perfect guy. He's recently retired and has lots of time on his hands. And he's just been pouring his heart into this project. And it's been really, really magical to see God working through him in this uh, we also have a great board of directors and great volunteers that have already signed up that have been helping randy along the way and so because we're a volunteer run we keep our overhead costs really low we're able to get a location for our our rental site that is below market value and so we were able to cut costs there and so we don't pass along any of our overhead costs to the cost of the food so none of that is passed on to our shoppers which helps us keep the food costs down as well as other strategies that we have to help keep the food costs relatively around half of what they would spend at a regular grocery store.
0: So then in terms of, of Castleberry specifically, uh, what, where is the location yep. of the store and, and what kind of will the hours look like? The Give us a mental picture yep, of what absolutely. the store itself
4: will look like. So the store is located on 1520 East Altamont Drive, which if you think about the, the main intersection of 436 and 1792, there's that Axios building, the big gray Axios building. And then there's, if you keep going to the west, there's a rug store. And then there's this white barn-looking building. Mm-hmm. The white barn-looking building is Goods and Grace. Oh, okay. So it's a great location right in the middle of a high-traffic volume mm-hmm. area and really exactly where we wanted to be from the very beginning. We were looking at heat maps of where large populations of Alice Live and in Seminole County because we wanted to keep this in within our county. Sanford has the single largest population of of Alice families, but that's followed very closely by both Castleberry and Altamont Springs. And so when you combine those two Castleberry and Altamont Springs that are so close together already, that population dwarfs the population of Sanford. So we thought, well, if we can be smack dab in the middle of the two, that would be ideal.
3: You've obviously done your homework, mm-hmm. and it makes a lot of sense. And in some ways, as I have been learning about Alice through you, Ty. Alice feels a little bit like Castleberry. You know, the popular term, even though we don't like to use it, is the working poor, right? And as a blue-collar community, which Castleberry has historically been, we got a lot of folks that can be served through grace and goods. As we were talking the other day as well in terms of location, it's not just a great location in terms of geography, Mm. but we made the connection that it's a great location in terms of redemption. I love you, this story. You, you know, that was that was the word that you used for the chapter right, right now because it's kind of right on that 1792-436 intersection where we used to have all the gentlemen's clubs and strip clubs and things like that. And through some clever maneuvering a number of years ago, the, the DOT decided to put the flyover down 1792, not 436, which allowed them to remove a lot of those strip clubs and everything that goes with that that i think everybody admits was a a stain on the community it removed them yet now in that same space something very helpful and value adding is happening and that's that's just beautiful so i think while there were geographical population demographic reasons that made sense i think there was also something else going on as well tigers you start the store and in a moment, let's make sure we ask about when you're starting and that kind of stuff. What is the metric of success for you? Obviously, if you're a Publix or Walmart, the measure of success is money, right?
4: right? Bottom line.
3: But that's not how you operate.
4: No. What does success look like for you? So for us, success uh, would look like percentage of serving a percentage of the Alice population that's in that area. And so taking note, uh, we'll, we'll be recording names and some basic information of our shoppers so that that we can begin to measure how many families we're reaching to be able to know what frequency are they coming to shop so that we can build relationships with them because that's a, that's a critical component of this ministry. And then also working to establish the, the number of stories. Now, granted, this is more of a qualitative metric, right? But to be able to capture stories of life change that happened as a result of their time at Goods and Grace. Uh, so those kinds of pieces are very, very helpful for marking marking success. Now, Ty, you've been involved in a similar projects before when you were in Michigan. Correct. Perhaps you could share a story of success
3: from there that would give us a picture of what could happen here.
4: Right. So in... Michigan we had our story in Midland Michigan and it was called the bridge and the bridge continues to function today It's an amazing ministry very similar to goods and grace One of the stories that we never really saw coming was that community aspect We didn't intend to really build community We intended to help put food on Alice's table with their help However, we found that many of our people who came and as we were carrying and delivering their groceries out to their car They would break down and start crying And it would give us this incredible opportunity in that moment of vulnerability to say, what's happening in your life? And they would share and then we'd be able to pray and form those kinds of bonds, uh, which were absolutely amazing. And so as our customers began, repeat customers, they would end up coming and hanging out Mm. for prayer time, for conversations with the volunteer staff, for conversations with each other, and really started forming their own community. And so it would get to the point, it was almost funny, they would would come and they'd gather and talk and connect and pray, and then all of a sudden, somebody would look at their watch really quick and go, holy smokes, I gotta be home in no time. better start shopping (laughs) so coming to the bridge the shopping became secondary to the community connections that they were making and that's really that is really what we're striving for in making connections and Andy you know this and but connecting together with Shane and Metro and really beginning to form partnerships with other churches and other other members in the community who are passionate about the positive development of Castleberry Mm -hmm. and so being able to coordinate efforts with other organizations uh, it's really cool to see the body of Christ really coming Together and being that the hands and feet of Jesus in that community, and really don't care who gets credit for for doing what. It's it's all God's glory, uh, and the more that we can work together, beautiful. Now you did ask me just a little while ago, and I totally forgot to answer it. Our hours and days that mm-hmm. we're open. So because Alice has a schedule that's not, we necessarily... noticed you're a bit
3: politicianish in choosing what questions to
4: answer. So <laughs> yeah, think. well that's that's uh, a.
3: <laughs> but thanks for coming you. back to it. That's very <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> So because Alice doesn't work a nine-to-five typical job, it's important for us to have days and hours that are varied. So we're going to begin with three days a week. I believe it's going to be Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, but Randy is the guy who has those answers. And then at sliding times, so one day of the week, will start with earlier hours and end earlier. Another day of the week, will will start later and end later. And then the weekend hours, will just kind of be in the middle of the day. That's a great, yeah, I love that, that you're
0: actually thinking mm. proactively of- about what's best, not just for those that are volunteering or on right. staff, but for, for the shoppers. We've highlighted the, the, the communal aspect there in Michigan and uh, already optimistic and praying that that will be the case now here in Castleberry and, and Altamont. Tyke, what would you say would be kind of the, the, the charge, so to speak, for our citizens, our community members here, whether it be the local churches, business, local businesses, other just individual partners? How could you see, what are some of the ways that people can contribute and support you? Great question. And so
4: some examples of that would be, obviously, there's always a financial need, right? There is definitely at all times a prayer need. We've seen God move seemingly very slowly at times and then very, very quickly in other moments. And we're kind of in one of those seasons that's very quickly right now. And so prayers that that we follow his leadership and guidance, prayers that God would already be opening up not only stomachs for the food, but also hearts for the word. (laughs) Those are all important from a from an actual boots on the ground kind of standpoint, because we are volunteer run, we have an we have a need for an army of volunteers. And we would love to see that come from all directions within within the Castleberry community. So obviously we have a lot of people at St. Luke's who are very excited about, about rolling up their sleeves and, and working and walking side by side with Alice. Uh, but we also have other congregations that we are partnering with that come and will be volunteering. From a business organization standpoint, it is a great opportunity to Get your employees out, maybe, and do a, a a team where you all come and serve a couple of shifts or one shift, and just have that opportunity to to give back to the community in a very very tangible, relational kind of way.
0: I, I really love,
3: Ty, that as you're approaching this and leaning into this vision that will help a lot of people, that you're saying, let's do this together. Absolutely, right? it really is a an us project, and and kudos for that. I get that from a heart perspective. From a head perspective, I'm thinking, how does this all work economically? Right? You're selling discounted food, you are cutting out all the kind of hidden expenses Correct. so that we can help people. But but you gotta Pay for it. So, talk a little bit about the kind of economics behind a project like this.
4: So, we don't have the capacity of going to a lot of food distributors that, like a Walmart or a Publix, would be able to have access to. And so, we have access to smaller distributors, uh, companies like Goya or Badia, who you do find in regular shopping markets. But they also have open doors to other organizations. Goya is also a a Christian organization that has has a great passion for what we're doing. They've sent some representatives down to see the store, and they love the idea. And so, what we're able to do is we grow a relationship with them to be able to get food at, at decreased prices and so one way we can do that is by white labeling where they'll stop their production they will uh, they'll trade labels with the exact same product and be able to sell it to us for a decreased cost so like tight tacos <laughs> tight <Tied> tacos something <laughs> like that probably probably more along the lines of goods and grace <laughs> okay uh, unless we can get bread to sponsor some like that. <laughs> that's, that's also that's also an option drew make a
0: call about that. Oh, yeah sure. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and so we also we also have are are looking into what are ways that we can help subsidize the cost of food. So if we have people who would say, man, I would love to, I'd love to make a regular donation of of $100 a month. uh, And then that will help to go to help subsidize and knock down the cost even further so that we can really stretch
0: uh, Alice's do- dollars and, and make them work more efficiently. That's great. I've taken notes on the side here just thinking about our, our church and I know the desire oftentimes to find partners where people can roll up their sleeves mm-hmm. as you said and, and get in and, and, and volunteer and serve. Um, do you guys have uh, we're not quite there to the end of our conversation yet but do you have uh, already like a like a, a form or just a, yeah, a means good. to which Beautiful. Hey, I wanna, you'll be able to connect? And-
4: so you can go to our website at goodsandgrace.com Org, goodsandgrace.org Keep it nice and simple. I'm amazed that domain name wasn't taken. That's a, a God thing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a God thing. And and so uh, we were able to get goodsandgrace.org and there you can find a, a button that says volunteer uh, and that connects you instantly to another one of our partner organizations which is Christian Help. Mm. And they already, they have, uh, they figured this game out on how to coordinate volunteers nice. and they do it extremely well. And so as as our partner in this endeavor, they, they've taken on, that aspect of it and so once somebody clicks on that it goes immediately to uh, a guy named Britt who uh, who knocks it out of the park with recording all the right information doing onloading and training for our volunteers getting them ready so that when they hit the ground of the floor they're ready to go this is
3: people helping people it is and that's how we're going to make a difference in our world and in our community so listener uh, I would encourage you to go to goodsandgrace.org check it out they will walk you through the process find out how you can support with your time uh, if you're interested investing financially. I'm sure there's an opportunity on the website to do that as well. Ty, you mentioned something earlier, and we'll just wrap up with this. I believe it was Teddy Roosevelt who said, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't care who gets the
4: credit. Yeah, I love that.
3: That feels like what you're doing. You are leading this project, but you're leading in a very involved, hands-off way. Absolutely. Flesh that out a little bit more for us.
4: Well, I, the way that that really works itself in my life and in this particular ministry is, I would say, in, in early seasons of my life, it was really driven by ambition, by pride, by a desire to build up my own kingdom, mm. if you will, my own legacy. and mm. Drew's still working on his. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just kidding. The <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, you know, they, as, as scripture says, pride comes before the fall, and my fall was, was very difficult. And very painful. But the joy... In that process comes with knowing the redemption of of Christ and the the way that He can transform what you thought was unchangeable. And He taught me so much about His grace and so much about the ability to just let go and let Him do what He does best. And so that's been that's been my approach in this new season of ministry. Mm. It's definitely my approach with goods and grace. I have a huge level of trust in God to provide the right things and the right people at mm. the exact right time. Mm. And so even though we've been looking for a location for almost two years really being okay with that because knowing that in the right time, God will provide the exact right place. Mm. And he's been doing that continually with the right people, people like Randy, people like uh, all of our partner organizations Mm. who have just fallen into place at just the right time. And it's been, um, I just, I I literally do. I'm glad you said hands off because it's, Mm. it's, I love to watch God do what he does.
3: Well, we believe with you that Castleberry was the right place. (laughs) It all makes sense. It feels like the plan is aligning. And so thank you not only for your time today, but thank you for leading in this way that brings dignity to people. A lot of people want to help, and that's good. But helping with dignity yes. is very, very important. You're doing that. So so thank you. Remind us one more time of the website, because we'd love for people to hit pause on the show. You can stop listening to
4: us and go check out this website. Goodsandgrace.com org excuse me. <laughs> Goodsandgrace dot There's
3: lots of people pressing the delete on the computer. That's right. And of
4: course we're on Facebook and, and as well. So Goods and Grace. Goods and grace. Ty, thank you so much. Thank you, Andy.
3: Man, I could have spoken with Tyg all day. Uh, So much wisdom and so much heart and passion for our community. And I love both those things about him. Thank you, Tyg. All right, as we prepare to wrap
0: up this show, Drew, I'm going to ask you to close with an inspirational word for us. Very good. Thank you, Andy. Well, Tig's ministry there out of St. Luke and through our community is called Goods and Grace. So I started Googling some grace quotes, and there's, you know what, there's quite a bit uh, in terms of the use of the word grace and what that means. But I I thought this was just an uh, an encouraging quote, a challenging quote from the author Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway said, courage is grace under pressure. Courage is grace under pressure. I I, I think in this sense, the the idea of, of grace means clarity, focus, attention to detail all things that I struggle with in my daily life. Uh, The reality is we all face difficult circumstances. Perhaps you, listener, have have had a difficult week or uh, a difficult season of life in which you find yourselves in. I want to encourage you that even in the midst of mounting pressures, whether it be at home, in the business community, uh, relationally, whatever it is, whatever you're dealing with, uh, having the ability to to demonstrate courage, uh, the, the ability to be cool under pressure is an example of showing grace not only to yourself but also outwardly demonstrating grace to other people, showing that you are unflappable, that you are confident in who you are as a person. And we just want to encourage you today that you would demonstrate courage even in the midst of severe pressure. Courage is grace under pressure. Thank you, Ernest Hemingway. And a little fun fact, when I was in Cuba a few weeks ago, I
3: went to, I think it's called La Theridia, which was the bar in Havana that Hemingway used to go to. And there is this bronze statue of him. Wow. Nice. So, there you go. Do you have more courage? Uh, maybe that's where he came up with that quote thank you Drew for that thank you listener for joining us thank you Ty for all you're doing to serve our community thank you producer Robin for producing the show and making us sound better than we are friends please follow What's Up Castleberry on your podcast feed on social media stay in touch with us subscribe to us rate us review us give us a high marking and that all helps us climb the podcast charts until We meet again. Thank you for your time and may God bless you.